broadcasting from the greater Philadelphia area and various locations across the U.S., this is unofficial remote. The good, the not so good, the glorious, and the bull. Real talk about working remotely. And we are your hosts, Jeff and Kim. Well, hey, hey, we're back. It's unofficial remote. We're still kicking. Still Hello, kicking. Kim. Yeah. Good evening. Good to see good you again. Good evening. Happy New Year. Almost New Year's yeah, Eve. Almost. Yeah, cheers. Gonna have cheers, cheers to that. Tonight. Cheers to that. What are you drinking tonight? What is that? I'm drinking some uh, Hellcat Maggie whiskey. Found it here in Tulsa. It's, uh, it's pretty good, actually, based on a, a gang member of the Dead Rabbits back in the early 1800s in Manhattan. One of the Irish gangs there. And her interesting side note is that she shaved her teeth down into points as well as her fingernails. And uh, so she'd have some weapons, I guess. So it's kind of rough and tumble back then. It's, That's commitment. That's yeah, commitment. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure what, <laughs> what it has to do with the remote work, but it was kind of a nice little side note. You do have such a great palate, though, for like whiskey and bourbon. I've, you know, as you know, I've tried, you know, yeah. I can't do it. I can't do it. It's, uh, I haven't been able to develop that palate as of yet. So I don't know. Who knows what the future will bring? Maybe that'll, maybe that'll make that my uh, New Year's resolution. Well, you know, I still like Pabst Blue Ribbon. So, oh. I mean, that's, my palate isn't exactly as refined as one might think, but. Oh, that, that, that takes a palate unto itself. I, you don't see me drinking a past blue ribbon. Heck no. Oh, my gosh. I always tell my wife, well, it's a blue ribbon winning beer, so how could it be bad? <laughs> so. uh, have, have you tried Natty Bow? Yeah. That, that's pretty big in this area. So National Bohemian Natty Bow. So for like a long time, it was like only available in this area for like a really long time. Or maybe it was just Maryland it was available in. And uh, so when it became available, everybody kind of adopted that. That became the the go to, like maybe uh, hipster beer <laughs> for a oh, little yeah, bit. Yeah. Um, everybody uh, was in the Natty Bow. I tried Natty Bow, and I was like, "Y'all are y'all are nuts. You can keep that nonsense." <laughs> What's that one beer you like that you always have in the fridge when I visit? It's uh, Brawler. Brawler, yeah, that is yep. a very good beer. Yards, yards. Uh, brewing in Philadelphia makes brawler. So I'm, you know, just yeah. like the the bourbons and the whiskeys, I don't have a, a great palate for like very hoppy, like the bitter kind of beers, like oh, a yeah. lot of people yep. do. Again, I've tried; it hasn't worked out. But brawler is it's just lovely. It is just, I mean, it is like caramel. It's almost like a burnt caramel, and it's just perfect. And I love it. And I love the artwork. And I love Yards uh, Brewery. All the folks over there at Yards are amazing. But yeah. And I, you know, okay. I don't have it in my fridge all the time, but like when you're going to be in town, like, well, I don't know. It's this is every time I visit, it's there. So I get it for you. <laughs> it's like an excuse. It's a special occasion. I could go get brawler, but yeah. It's there's, super always, good. there's always a caveat though. I have to save you one at least. So I always make sure I do. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. And if you're ever at a bar and that's uh, available on tap, brawler on tap. Oh my gosh. It, oh, it just oh, opens I bet that's up. tasty. It is. God bless it. God bless it. So yeah. So we got a, speaking of beer, we got we got a uh, care package from my sister from Oregon, and uh, my wife every year she always has Widmere Brothers Brewing. It's called Burr B R R R, and it's this kind of a it's a reddish uh, beer. I'm not sure. I think it's an IPA. I'm not sure, but she has it every year for Christmas. And so this year she's tried. I don't know for like a week or two to find it around Tulsa, and there's just nobody has it. So we get this package 
open it up and I see this six pack of cans and I think, oh my gosh, my sister came through. So I just set it on the counter, had her close her eyes. She opened her eyes and she was jumping up and down and yelling and screaming. It was like, oh my God, I've never seen somebody so happy to have a can of beer. But is it that beer, good? So. Is, is it? It is pretty good beer. It is pretty good. I will admit, but I'm I'm going to refrain from having it so she can get have all six. She did give me a taste last night while we were watching Queen's Gambit. But yeah, you got yeah, your Hellcat Mary. Yeah, I got my Hellcat Mary. So but, you know, you can you can pass on the on what you said Whitmere yeah. Brewing. I'll check that out. Yeah, Whitmere W I D M E R. Yeah, Whitmere so, Brothers. So speaking of Christmas, you and I were talking earlier. I think like every Christmas, whether it's the kids or my husband or family. I end up with, you know, people giving people, you know, give me gifts that are related to work, you know, your home oh, office yeah. and yeah. Uh, working remotely and, and all sorts of things. like the, the headphones or the, the headset that I have on right now, this, I think actually was the first Christmas after I started working remotely. So 2015, this was a, a gift from uh, my husband, you know, but every year there's like, there's gadgets and such. So my big one this year, I highly recommend it. And I don't even know what made me ask for it. I, I don't remember how I even came across it. But I saw it and I was like, oh, you know what? That that makes sense to me. And I sent a link to my husband and I said, you know, if anybody asks, you know, what does she want for Christmas? Tell them this, you know, because it's inexpensive. It was like less than $40. But it's like this footrest. It's like a half moon footrest. It's about, I guess it's about two and a half feet wide. It's that you just put your you just put your feet on it. It's underneath your desk. One wouldn't think that, that would make much of a difference, but you and I have talked before that one of the biggest challenges that we have is forgetting to get the fuck up. Oh, you know, yeah. yep. you're, just, you're in the zone. You blink your eyes. It's five o'clock. And I'm like, I can't feel my ass. I can't feel my, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, and yeah. it's, and at first it's like, oh, that's kind of funny. But after, you know, three years, four years, five years, and you know, we're not millennials. <laughs> yeah, know, we're, yeah. we're, we're, uh, we're a little bit more advanced than that. Um, in age, yep. that is a, that becomes a serious thing. So this, this half moon, like this pillow thing, it's like a memory foam, but firmer, you know, so I'm, my feet aren't sinking into it, but what it does is it does, it like pitches my hips in a different way, but it also, I notice like, oh my gosh, I can feel my feet. I'm not, you know, that, that has uh, really helped with that issue. So I don't know if that's good or oh, bad yeah. because what that means is, oh, I can continue sitting longer <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> as opposed to, oh my God, I should probably get up because I can't feel my extremities. I think but that's really good though, nice. because you're, you're getting your circulation back, which I think is the point of standing. I think it's actually to, cause it really doesn't burn that many calories, but you get that circuit. That's what the problem is, the circulation restriction when you mm -hmm. sit. So I think that's pretty cool that that uh, does that. If you can notice the difference already. Oh yeah, it's it really is, and it's it's immediate. So like, oh, that's right, my foot rested, and I put my feet up. You know, so I'm you know I'm sitting in a ninety degree angle, so I'm not like lounging. It just lifts my feet up so that the you know just the balance of everything. It's not like all on my lower back, and so you know if we all get the, like the, these little badges, it is. Yeah. I've seen things like hammocks, like you attach them underneath your desk. Uh, apparently that that's a big thing, I guess. Yeah. But um, then I'd be lounging. Well, I you know I don't yeah, know. So this, I thought, okay, this this seems to be meaningful. So, like, let me check this thing out. There's little things like uh, little vacuums for your desktop, like teeny oh, tiny yeah. little vacuums, like suck up little things like that. And yeah, so this thing, let me see, Everlasting Comfort is the name. Oh, of there you go. Well, and I guess we'll it's try not to really a, the show notes, but it that's looks good, pretty yeah. cool. 
Yeah, it's got like some tread on the bottom, so it's not like slipping all over the place. I guess it's not really a half minute, it's more like a tear drop uh, shape, but yeah. Um, and you, so I knew that uh, you were getting a new desk, which you have not had in quite a while, like a designated desk, but you got a super yeah, slick several desk. Years. Your amazing wife found your desk on Etsy, right? Kind of handmade. Etsy, yeah, yeah. Handmade. It's a uh, reclaimed wood and stuff. Oh, so luckily they didn't uh, use the post office to deliver it. So it got here. I've had issues with the post office all year. So I'm kind of salty about them. But my mother's desk yeah, so just arrived yesterday. So that and a chair. But the big thing I think that I get the most use out of, which we talked a little bit about, is this little kind of portable whiteboard that goes over your keyboard. And it's by a company called fluidstance.com. So F-L-U-I-D-S-T-A-N-C-E.com. And folks, we're not getting any kind of commission off this stuff. We wish we were, but, you know, <laughs> someday maybe. But they're just good products. So that's why we're recommending them. But, yeah, it's called uh, the... It's called the slope. It's pretty slick. The I slope. Like so there's like like a whiteboard over top of your keyboard. Yeah. So you can just yeah. slide your keyboard back and forth. Yeah, I took a look at it. It looks pretty cool. Yep. It has like a little thing for your, your pens and that sort of thing, Charging which is always helpful. And stuff. Yeah. You can never have too many like little little containers on your on your desk. I do want to come back though to your to your new desk later, because that's gonna kind of tie into what I wanted to okay. get at today. But really quick, we wanted to touch on some kind of legislation that's happening around the country, really, I mean, yeah. specifically targeting um, remote workers. So there are many, multiple states all kind of joined together on this legislation. And, and I don't know a whole lot about it, but it's, it's looking at collecting income tax from remote workers. So not remote workers. If you're if you live in Pennsylvania and you're working in Pennsylvania, they're not talking to you. They're talking to remote workers that are just passing through. Maybe they're, you know, I don't know enough about it to say like how long, but passing through. So people that don't live there, but are working there for a yeah. period of time and being able to collect income tax from them, which I guess, you know, uh, I guess makes sense. I don't know how in the world they would ever enforce that. Yeah, but that's it, a thing. Yeah. And it does concern me that, you know, it, it, it does just kind of, takes away from the, the one of those the freedoms of remote work you know that we we talk about it all the time things like you know when we all started remote work like, i could go work on a beach somewhere which we all never do because there's sand nobody's working right. on, <laughs> i don't want to be working on a beach like unless you got your yep. laptop i guess in a ziploc bag but um, great in theory but nope not in practice sorry right i can i i still envision myself doing it of course I'll never do it, but you know, it's a nice, it's a nice, uh, you know, it's nice to think about, but, um, there yeah. is something to be said for having, you know, the option and somebody like you who before, you know, where you are now, a full-time right. RVer, how that would RVers in general, although they're looking specifically at remote work as opposed to, you know, folks that are living on the road full time. Um, but really something to kind of keep an eye on. So I think we should probably add a couple of links, maybe, or a link in the, the show notes. Yeah, yeah. And take a look. Yeah, we've got several good articles on it. I mean, yeah, you know, as an RVer that did this for, you know, four years before landing in Tulsa, I never even gave it a second thought because my home base was in Texas with no income tax for state. It just kind of worked as long as you made sure that you did some certain things to make sure that they would consider that as your home state, like get a doctor, get a dentist, you know, those sorts of things. It, I guess it does become an issue because if people are actually going to travel remotely, personally, I think this is 
something that legislators are just kind of dreaming up because people that are working remotely are going to be in their home because they're forced to. They're not going to the office. So that's usually in the same state for the most part. But I suppose like in a situation maybe where where you are, you possibly could travel to a different state because it's so close. But then again, I think when you work there, I think that would be the situation that would come up most because now you're at home. So that's a different state, but you're working for a company across the state line. So I guess now they're kind of fighting over who gets to collect the state tax since tax money is very important to these states, especially now since they don't get as much. And maybe trying to kind of put themselves in a position to be able to have that that framework in place. Maybe yeah. as we move towards now, thank God, <laughs> having vaccinations rolling out. But a lot of companies, you know, will likely remain remote because they've discovered that it you know, maybe makes more sense for them. Yeah. Um, states will want to be able to have that infrastructure, that framework in place to be able to uh, collect those taxes. So something to kind of keep an eye on. You know, I think that's going to oh, impact sure. things like those incentive programs. Like remember, we talked about going to Hawaii. They would pay your round trip, and you. They wanted you to stay there for, what was it, two weeks or 30 days? Uh, 30, 30 days, which actually triggers something in one of these bills. So depending on which state you're from, it'll trigger a different tax rate. So you have to read, watch that kind of stuff. Those timelines are important. Yeah. But, so like those incentive course, programs, that's they're going to be yeah. impacted for sure. But everybody else that's just like, yeah, I feel like, uh, I just feel like Boston think I'm going to yeah. head north and, you know, just go hang out in Boston for a bit to work. Um, how they're going to enforce that, I'm not entirely sure. But as, you know, a remote working community is something to think about. You know, we, we've all kind of thought about that that um, obstacle when we talked about, you know, moving to another country. There's a great podcast, uh, Rogue Startups, and uh, Craig Hewitt does this interview with a guy. So Craig Hewitt had relocated uh, with his family to France a, a while back. And kind of talk about oh, the challenges yeah. and how to how mm-hmm. you how you make that work. And he's talking with another um, founder, SaaS founder, that had uh, done something similar. So they were kind of talking like real talk about those challenges, which is kind of why I mentioned it, because it was really a great and very informative conversation. You know that we, we we've considered that in the past. Like, well, if, if I'm an expat, do I still pay taxes right. here? What about there? And yeah. um, we see these countries that are offering incentives now. You know, they're going to give you that break. I think it was Italy. Yep. I think it gives you like that big break. Yeah, Greece. Japan. Greece also. Yeah, that big break on the income tax. But yeah, Japan's like three years. So that's that's definitely going to affect your tax rate. Yeah. Um, How that's going to affect you know, expats or folks that are maybe just spending a, an extended period of time in another country. But now we're even talking state to state. So something to kind of keep an eye on. Um, and it's not just a kind of one of those, you know, where people are just talking. You see oh, these no. new stories <laughs> oh, it's because because it's at the state or it's a Supreme Court level now. So when it gets there, it gets it's like okay, you really have to take notice because now it's serious because it's at the Supreme Court. So we'll definitely link to these articles we found on it. And it had momentum really quickly. It, yeah, like really, yeah. very quickly, it came together and governors of multiple states all kind of signed on. They said, yep, that makes sense. You know, it just looks like that's going to be in some way, shape or form on the horizon. So, yeah. So hopefully, I guess, you know, I, I got to be it. honest with with us being in an RV for four years. I never paid much attention because we're, you know, we're like hit and run. We're in and out. Oh, were they there? We don't know. I suppose <laughs> if you check, you know, tracked IP addresses and all that stuff. But for, you know, I wouldn't put it past them to try some kind of 
tracking like that where you log in from? Oh, you're logged in from Costa Rica while you worked uh, these six months. What's going on there? That's uh, gross. That's a that's a know. gross thought. <laughs> oh, it's very yeah, but but I wonder. So then that would then fall to the company. You're responsible for tracking the location of your team right. and reporting because they would be the ones collecting the income tax. So is that then going to fall to the CEOs and or founders or HR department? Oh, that's you know, a payroll good question. Department? Yeah, that's a great question. Actually, it's like whose responsibility then? Because then and then you add that extra cost because that's going to cost something. So then of course that trickles down into the cost for the whatever service or item you're buying. You know, in the long run, it, everybody pays. Oh, I just had a gross thought. So Uh-oh. it totally makes sense that that goes back to the company, right? To be able to track that. Well, now yeah. we're tracking. And you oh, know how yeah. I feel about that. Oh, God. Yeah, we both feel the same way. Tracking. Yeah, I was telling you earlier today about uh, remote stories, the the website remote stories. One of the, the uh, posts that I kind of got a little kick out of was the guy that said that he takes a white sheet with him everywhere. And he just clips it behind him. So his team always thinks that he's in the same place, but really he's traveled like multiple countries, multiple states. You know, he's all over the place. Like that guy, yeah. you know, that would kind of, so it's, you know, I, it has moved so quickly. I, I, I'm not informed enough to, to speak about it, but I know that it's I happening. It's time, to, time to invest in a VPN service. That's what I'm talking about. That's yep. what I'm talking about. We need to get creative. Um, like, yeah, I, you know, I don't want to encourage anybody to, you know, not, you know, do their, pay their taxes as they should. But the idea of tracking, and I, and I don't know that that's how they plan on enforcing it. I, I don't know at this point how they plan on enforcing it. Right. Obviously, because they're at the point that they are in the process, they have a plan in place. But uh, how they were, would enforce it, all of the possibilities that come to mind, yeah. I, they all make me a little uncomfortable. So we'll see. You know, you know, remote work is is uh, is hard enough. It's actually not as easy as people think. Yeah. You still have the same responsibilities. You still got a lot of stuff you got to do, and there's adding one more thing to what you're supposed to keep track of is ridiculous. It's like just let people do their job, and if you don't trust them to do the job, then get rid of them. Just hire quality people. I mean, it's pretty simple to me. It's never simple when politics get involved, and that's exactly what this is. So, yeah, and things like yeah. so I. If, if, if it were not for the challenges that I know, you know, kind of come along with picking up and moving to Greece, I would be in Greece right, right, right now. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, listening to that, the, the Rogue Startups uh, podcast episode, I was like, oh, that's way, it just got too difficult. Like, I, like, I can't yeah. navigate all that, you know, and not just, not just taxes, but things like, you know, health insurance, just things that you really don't think about. You know, for some people that's, they're very comfortable, like navigating that. I'm one that's just like, nah. I'll just stay in my home office. But knowing that if, you know, if I pick up and, and, and move, you know, somewhere for even a short period of time, if that's going to then require me to file taxes in another state, I might not do it. You know, so yeah. when that I think about remote work, right. Yeah. So like remote work, thinking about like the holidays or if my mom were to, you know, get sick and I needed to go take care of her, that means that I would be living in, or not living, but you know, setting up shop and working because I'm remote work, so I don't have to go on um, FMLA. You know, I don't have to take a leave of absence. I, yes, mom, I can come help. I can, you know, do whatever I need to do to to support you in this time because I can work from wherever. That's like one of the big things. I can work from wherever, or yeah. even, you know, the holidays. Of course, not this year because of COVID. But yes, I, you know, let's do Christmas. We'll do Christmas at your house and. 
I don't have to take extra days off because I can work, you know, wherever. But if I have to now file taxes in the state of Maryland or something along those yeah. lines, either it's going to be like, hey, CEO, founder, friend, person, you know, <laughs> I got to take some days off because I'm going to go to visit my family for the holidays or I'm going to go take care of my mom or, you know, whatever the case may right. be. That for me, you've some people you'd be like, ah, it's not a big deal. I know how to work, you know, taxes and I, you know, I've got into it down to a science or whatever. Um, I'm not one of those people. You know, I, I am, I just needed to be like nice and simple, cut and dry. And that would be a few too many wrenches. You don't in- need any more aggravation. Don't need any more things to keep track of. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's why I guess that's a libertarian in me. Uh, <laughs> hope that doesn't lose us some viewer or listeners, but it's like, why do you got to even address it? Just let it be. People are working. They're working. You're getting some payroll tax. You're, you know, they're buying. In, in your, in your defense, I don't think that's a libertarian perspective as much as it is. Yeah, like a, <laughs> human beings are generally yeah. going to do the right thing yeah. kind of perspective. Yeah. 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 And, and and that's why you, you make know. it. Why are you trying to make us all lawbreakers? Come on. Right. Exactly. Because I'll, I'll. I will you do know? it. I will break a law. Just not, you know, I just don't want to have to file my, yeah. like, I'm not going to file those taxes. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> and why should you have to? It's ridiculous. It's, it, it's very complex. And when you add complexity to it, we're talking about remote workers. One of the benefits of that is being able to focus on the task at hand, what you're good at, your area of expertise. You, you do that from where you are, wherever that might be. And you know what? I just, came to me, which some of our listeners probably thought of this long ago, but you start making things difficult for companies to have remote workers. What do you think is going to happen? That's going to end. Yeah. And and that's unfortunate because we're really at a time. So many companies have learned through COVID, like some that were on the brink of, like maybe they were like half and half, you know, remote, um, have found my team is happier. Attrition, you know, it, it has improved. The productivity, you know, is 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 increasing, and it doesn't make sense that we continue to pay, whether that be a yeah. mortgage for a building and the insurance, or you know what it costs to have people on site. Huge um, cost savings. Like every time they flush a toilet, y'all. Every time, every time they flush <laughs> a toilet, money down the yep. money down the literal drain. Literally, um, yeah. literally. And uh, you know, and of course, they're going to wash. They're washing their hands for at least twenty seconds using hot water, and you know really good soap every time, every time y'all money. So, you know, just the benefits stack up, but add that complexity when you bring government oversight into that. So we just have to hope that they're, you know, if, if that's going to be a thing, you know, that they're going to look to collect income taxes, that they'll go about that the right way. We'll see the governors that are, that have really signed on to this are are, um, governors that are, you know, at least the ones that I know of are known to, to, I know just to have done right by their people, you know, and, and representing their constituents and people I have faith in. So we'll see how it shakes out. It has the, the potential to be really <laughs> shitty. It does. Anytime I will, I will let it dumpster on fire, Jeff. I'm telling you what, oh after God. 2020, I, there, you know, there, like there, the player. yeah, there, I mean, there, there's just been enough this, just saying, I'm just going to, just going to throw that out there, but um, we'll see. We will see. Um, but something to keep an eye on. We'll put the, some links in the show notes, but, so, so going back to your, your desk, kind of. Um, oh, yeah. Sitting in it right now. I'm loving it. And your fancy chair. Second. Let me just rub it a little. 
nice. That's what she's okay. in. Uh huh. There we go. <laughs> and <laughs> of course, where Kim and I are fans of the That's What She Said, and we take every opportunity to throw one of those out there. So, yes, we do. But uh, some of us are better that that's what she said than others because you're the of, expert. One of us is the she. So, yeah. and the, the yeah. feminist. And if you don't know, that's what she said jokes are the epitome of uh, feminist humor. So, but uh, so your desk and you're in, you, you have a whitewashed brick wall behind you because you yeah. are in a very super slick loft in Tulsa. But it's kind of cool. I like it. Every time I see you, you're kind of looking a, a little more and more like, like I think the last few times I've seen you, you've had on a black t-shirt. You're wearing mm-hmm. your black rim glasses. You're now you're your AirPods today. You look yeah. like you have pomade in your hair and you're in this you know, with that background. Fake news. Like- Fake news, everybody. I do not have <laughs> pomade in my hair. I just haven't taken a shower in a day or two. As it looks like. Maybe you don't have pomade. <laughs> But like whether or not your hair is dirty or not, that's like we can talk. Swamp ass is actually something I've put on the list of things that we should talk about for as remote challenges. Oh, yeah. Swamp ass yeah. is a thing, y'all. It is a thing. It's a definite concern for sure. Yeah. Because you're like, well, nobody can smell me. What do I care? But yeah. <laughs> so you are in Tulsa. But prior to that, and we've you know we've talked about it in the past. You were full time RVers. Both yeah. you and your wife were working full time. So you were working full time remotely. Jen also doing. Um, remote kind of contract work. Is that right. correct? Still doing it. Yep. She's still doing it. I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about that. So anytime I've ever told somebody about like, oh yeah, like my, you know, my, my friend or my former colleague live on the road full-time, they're full-time RVers. Like, oh my gosh, I've always wanted to do that. So I do want to talk about Tulsa and I'm really interested in the transition from <laughs> the RV, but I wanted to talk yeah. a little bit more about specifically working life, remote work life in the RV. I mean, there's, there's challenges to that, obviously. Yep, so tell definitely. me like a little bit about like, what, what's the low hanging for like, what's the obvious okay. challenges? Okay. So on the road in an RV, your first thing when you're working remote is okay. I got to have internet access. My first thought in the morning is if I'm not close to a Starbucks or a Panera or somewhere that has free Wi-Fi, it's like I got to fire up one of the hotspots right away to get that connected and going. And we had a hotspot for T-Mobile, Verizon, and AT&T. So we had three hotspots just because you never knew what coverage area you were going to be in. Sometimes it'd be at AT&T, sometimes in Verizon. And surprisingly enough, sometimes T-Mobile was the best. And then the other thing with that is if you were in an area that had a lot of people in it, like, for example, we spent the night watching one of the SpaceX launches. I tried all three hotspots trying to get online. And that day, there was no signal because there were so many people watching that thing. Oh. The beach in uh, Titusville, it was like, nope, not going to do it. You can have it was like being back on a fourteen four baud modem for anybody <laughs> that even remembers that it was it was uh, it was terrible. So I you know I text I had enough to be able to text and said hey I'm trying to get on but they were pretty flexible which was nice. So that's having that flexible time off didn't have anything pressing. But yeah, for the most part it was you know firing up the hotspot. But 
always made sure the night before that we were close to a place that had uh, the free Wi-Fi. And even then, it wasn't always 100%. Sometimes even in Starbucks, it was, got to bring my Wi-Fi hotspot in because I never know if I'm going to have coverage because sometimes their Wi-Fi goes or their Internet goes down. So what do you do? Didn't happen that often, but sometimes. You, you like legit just said, before you would go to bed at night, it was a consideration. And the first thing in the morning, it was a consideration. Yeah. So that was like yep. top of mind. Hmm, that's yeah. That was the big. That was the big thing, because the rest of the stuff kind of flows on. But you got to have Wi-Fi. You got to have connection. There's only so much you can do from a cell phone. I can use my cell phone as a hotspot too. Granted, but there's only so many gigabytes they allow you. And you know the hotspots give you a little bit more. And we had a pretty good deal with Verizon, so we had a unlimited hotspot kind of grandfathered in they got rid of it which interesting enough because we still plan on going back to the rv eventually uh, at least for part of the year uh, down the road i kept that hotspot so i'm keeping it live just in case but yeah that was the big thing internet access so we have another um colleague in in uh, common that also so he wasn't full-time rving when we first started working with him but he moved to that eventually, and he's like really kind of. I mean, I don't know if he still is, but he was like doing something like rural. Like he was, like you were, you know, like traveling the country and seeing cities and towns. Every time that dude posted a picture, it was like his dog he was remote. Yeah, like, yeah, his dog like next to a river, and eighteen miles of pine. You know, yeah, so like, most most of his work, you know, he could do just on his laptop and then upload it when he got signal, which was yeah, nice. he, so he's but, an engineer. Know. So right. so he was able to do that a lot of his work offline. I did not realize mm-hmm. that. I was thinking that maybe he, the bandwidth that he would require would be even greater uh, than what you would need it that you you would need at the time. Yeah. But oh, so that's interesting. So a dev could technically um, work offline. That's interesting. Yeah, if they can, uh, yeah, if he can save the stuff and it's just uploaded to his, I don't know, what do they call those things, branches or whatever. I don't know a lot of the dev speak, but I remember, <laughs> you know, it took a branch, this branch, that sounded like a tree, and then push the branch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they never That's probably totally wrong. Because if they use the term bush, there would be so many thanks what she said moments, I'm sure that, not that they don't give them. Because oh, they do. The devs oh, they do. They're so like good. That's what she said. Opportunities, as you well know. There's nothing better than a dev meeting for the, that's what she said joke. God bless them. Oh, my and gosh. They, yes. And they, they don't even realize. I don't think that they're saying it. Um, <laughs> they're so excited to be talking to each other. And like the devs speak, and it's just like fluent. That's what yeah. she said across the board. God, some of the best ones. God, that's yeah. good stuff right there. So the hotspot. So that was your emergency kind of go-to. And we had to, you know, and I, we started out with just one, of course, then I run into the issue where, okay, well, that's not picking up because it's an AT&T area and we had a Verizon one, had to get an AT&T hotspot just in case. So there's some expenses you have to, so it's not like, oh, oh, I could just use free Wi-Fi. It's like, eh, not if you're working because you got to be able to log in. You can't just depend on the free stuff. So how long did it take you to figure out though that, just kind of putting around with the AT&T hotspot that you were going to need to get the other, was that like kind of trial and error or did you learn that from somebody else? Like, Oh, well, so somebody like me, I would get in my RV with my T-Mobile hotspot and I'd be like, Oh, it's going to be good to go. How long did that take? Were you like two years in before you realized that you had oh, to no. start? Oh, no. I was like uh, first month because 
I initially wanted to do it just with my phone, but then you realize pretty quickly that these cell companies give you like, I think it's 15 gigabytes. And then after that, they really throttle your speed. And so if you're trying to do a chat or get any kind of work done, it's like, well, that when they throttle you, it's not going to work at all. So I had to get some uh, unlimited hot, hotspot accounts. Wow. And so Wi-Fi, you know, being the last thing that you think of at night, first thing you think of in the morning, what about power sources? Was that something that you would, <clears throat> I mean, when we say like RV, you were not kind of, you know, just putting around in some like 1987, like Winnebago. <laughs> I always said that, that your RV, like if uh, James Bond was an RV, it would look like your RV. Uh, very, so, very handsome RV. Yeah. I, I occasionally stand up and look out the window and look at it in the parking spot and go, damn, that's a nice looking RV, but it's built well. And I think if anybody wants to do this RV stuff and remote work, I think you need to make sure the quality is there. And leisure travel vans is what we used, and uh, is definitely high quality. Yeah, but a little more before fun, James Bond, though, you weren't you were in a, a truck mounted. Yeah, camper. Yep. Yeah, which was also like state of the. You know, when I think of those, like the ones that kind of like fit, where there's like a loft that goes above the cab of the truck, and the rest yeah. builds like the bed. You know, I think of what I saw as a, a kid, and there was always like some weird dude that like lived in there, but. That wasn't you. And this sucker was state of the art and it was gorgeous. But you all didn't stay in that for very long. No, we found out pretty quickly that that wasn't going to work for us if we went into boondock, which boondocking is basically parking somewhere without hookups and spending the night. And we like to be like in the uh, metro areas, like pull into a parking spot and park and be able to use the RV, which with the camper, it had three slide outs. And so you had to have the slide outs expanded before you could use anything back there. And so you can't really do that on the street. So we always had to be in an RV spot. So we sold that, got the leisure travel, which is basically on a sprinter van. So we could pull into a parking spot and stay the night because we didn't have slide outs. And so that was kind of, it worked best for us. If you're going to be rural and stuff or out in BLM land or Bureau of Land Management, that kind of thing, you could probably use anything. But uh, for us, yeah, having no slide outs was best because we could kind of secretly camp, even though you look at it, you know, it's an RV, but people didn't bother us much. Because you would find like retails, like you could go to like a Walmart and ask the customer service, like, hey, your extended parking, is it okay if we park there for the night? And they, they'd right. be okay with that. What are, Usually. so I know like Walmart sometimes would, you know, most of the time would be okay with it. What are the other, what would the other go to? Like, would you go into a town and look for a specific retailer's parking lot to use? Funny enough, we tried to avoid the retail lots because there's always, like, a lot of traffic, a lot of noise. Oh, yeah. Uh, with my wife, with her transcription work, she needs it quiet because she's got to hear some – sometimes it's pretty bad audio. So we would park in a downtown area off a side street that would allow us to park there without uh, being too much into the road. And which was nice. And that's the nice thing about an all-in-one unit that didn't have slide outs. You didn't have to worry about all those issues about having to expand one side of the RV or another. Uh, and Walmarts, you know, they're not all, depending on the city code, city ordinance, they won't let you spend the night. You can try it, but usually they'll have security or even the police come and tell you they've got to move. So, Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. You rebel, you. I know. We were always... <laughs> 
hiding in plain sight. <laughs> so we talked about you just got this new desk, but looking back at the RV, what would you say is the what is the give somebody a checklist if you're going to be a full time RV or working remotely? What what are the must haves? What are the nice to haves? What are the eh, you know if you're if you got some disposable income? So what what is the must haves? Thanks for listening to this episode of Unofficial Remote. Join us next time when we talk more about the ultimate checklist for anyone interested in living the full-time RVer life while also working remotely. That's all for this episode. Please stay safe and see you next time.